Bible this morning to Genesis chapter 37. Genesis 37. Genesis 37 and starting verse number 1, it says this, And Jacob dwelt in the land, wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being seventeen years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. This is, we're going to talk just for the next few minutes about the life of Joseph. And Joseph is one of those people in the Bible. There's a couple people in the Bible that we don't really see anything negative about. You've got different people that, um, great leaders, great men of God, you know, Moses, the meekest man in all the earth, but he was a murderer. David was a man after God's own heart, but he was also an adulterer. Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, obviously many wives, concubines, went away from the Lord, built uh, altars and temples to other gods and all of those things. But there's a couple people, Daniel, Joseph, that the Bible doesn't really tell us anything negative about. And I do know, I've heard preachers preach whole messages on, you know, that Joseph, when he was young, because of his dreams and telling his dreams to his parents and his brothers, that that was prideful. And they said, we know the naughtiness of thine heart, and I understand all those things. But the the Bible doesn't really tell us that he was sinful in that, and I don't know all about that, but I do know that Joseph was a young man and then became an old man who maintained a tremendous testimony. And one of the things that, in my opinion, kind of tells us a lot about, the Bible says that these things were written for our admonition. These things were written for our learning. When you see the Old Testament scriptures, when you see individuals in the Old Testament, one of the things that to me, is a telltale sign of what the Lord wants us to learn from that Old Testament individual is what it says about them in the New Testament. What does it say about these individuals in the New Testament? If you look at Acts chapter 7 with me real quick. Acts chapter 7. And then we'll be going back to Genesis in a moment, but... Acts chapter 7. Fellas, you can turn me down just a little bit. I feel like I'm pretty loud this morning. Could be, could be just me. Acts chapter 7, verse number 9. The Bible says this. It says, And the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt. But then it says, it says this. It says, But God was with him. The patriarchs moved with envy, they sold him, but it says at the end of that verse, it says, God was with him. Now, 
if for you and me today, we could have no greater testimony, in my opinion, than to say, God is with that person. God, you, you hear people say, God was all over that person, or God was, man, you could tell when that preacher was preaching that God showed up. God was with them. It was a, let me just qu- quickly go back to Genesis 39 for a moment. Genesis 39. And we'll look at three places. Genesis 39, verse number 2 says this, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And then verse number 3 says this, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And then verse number 21, same chapter, Genesis 39, 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. You get the idea that the Lord was with Joseph. Why did everything he, he, he did prosper? Why when, when he was, you know, keeping the sheep or when he was doing what he told them to do or all of those things, hey, you would think a guy gets you know, thrown into a pit and sold into slavery, you would think, man, that's a rough, that's a, that's a rough hand that was dealt to him. But then he gets sold to Potiphar and he's one of the leaders, probably a very nice home that he got to live in. He was put over all of Potiphar's things and all of a sudden things are going well for him. He gets thrown into prison. Next thing you know, he's running the prison. He gets promoted. He gets brought up to interpret a dream. He interprets a dream. Next thing you know, he's running the entire country. Why? Because the Lord was with him. We see that. The fact of the matter is, as we see different people throughout our lives today, and you see God working and turning what seem to be difficult situations and difficult circumstances into positives, turning negatives into positives, and you say, how is that possible? Why does that happen? Because the Lord is with them. One of the blessings for me as I was thinking about this and this, just this phrase, the Lord was with him. Yesterday we had the opportunity uh, to drive. I did for, for our team soul winning marathon. Brother Keith drove for our team soul winning marathon. And we had a great group, about 150 folks that were out between drivers and teenagers yesterday for team soul winning. And we left the church at about 10 o'clock in the morning and we got back to Hammond Baptist at 7 o'clock in the evening. And they had all together, you know, we figure in lunch and everything, they had about eight hours of soul winning. And Brother Judah announced last night, he got all the numbers together and everything from all the different cars. And between all of those folks, we saw 1,071 people saved yesterday as a result of our teen soul winning. And it was a blessing to me as a daddy, because two of my daughters were there, one of them was in my vehicle, and... Uh, both of them last night after it was over, they were like, Dad, I can't even explain it. You know, because they're, they're younger, and Emily just started last year kind of doing soul winning on her own, and she'll take, she's 15, and she'll take the track and go through the track. And she said, I was talking to a man, and she doesn't like to argue. Emily's not an arguer unless it's with her sister. And so she says, Daddy, I was taking, I took out the track, and the fellow said that he would listen to me. And I took out the track, and I was taking him step by step through the track. And he said, stop, and I forget exactly how she worded it, but essentially he said, hold on, 
if you really believe this, if this is true, put the piece of paper away and tell me from you. And she said, so I put the piece of paper away. And I started quoting the verses to him. And, I said, and he listened and he got saved. She said, Dad, I was scared to death. But she said, I just felt like the Lord was with me. My daughter, Michaela, she's 17. And she was out with, uh, they, they had some, you know, we, we went down Sibley to Halstead and Halstead. And that's where we were the whole day. Just, just catching people wherever we could find them. And uh, Michaela said she, she had some interesting circumstances and all kinds of stuff. And I stayed close and kept an eye on the girls and stayed right there so they would know that I was there all the time. Kept them all where I could see them the whole time and just was, was with them. Because I knew they were in you know unfamiliar territory and not some of the best neighborhoods sometimes. And so we kept them close. But in one situation, she said, Dad, I went over and there was a soccer team. And their team wasn't playing. It was a soccer tournament. Their team wasn't playing. And I was there watching all these, all these teams running around, a bunch of kids and the girls trying to talk to individuals. She said, I just went up to a coach and said, hey, could I talk to your players? And he called all the players around and had them all, told them they all needed to sit down and listen. And I got to share the gospel with a whole team of soccer players. And she said, nine of those kids got saved. She said, that was all the Lord. She said, I was scared to death. But it was the Lord. And I was thinking about that, just story after story last night that we heard. And I could, we had, uh, we went into McDonald's to stop for lunch. And uh, the girl's like, we don't want to stop for lunch. Let's just run in, grab something. We'll eat it in the van as we're driving. And we'll just keep going and, you know, win somebody to Christ while you're eating a cheeseburger. I don't know, whatever. And we went, we went inside and my daughter, you know, the girls were passing out tracks to everybody in McDonald's. And Michaela went up to this group of kids, there were, you know, some teenagers and a couple of younger kids. And she said, hey, can I give you one of these? And one of the girls said, some boy gave us one of those, because obviously we've got kids all over the place. She said, some boy gave us one of those, but he didn't finish. And my daughter said, what do you mean he didn't finish? She said, well, he started asking us questions and telling us about it, but he didn't get to finish. And my daughter said, well, where did he leave off? And the, and the girl said, the last thing he said to us, if, if you were to walk across the street and get hit by a car, what would happen? And then he left. But... Sweetly, she said, well, do you want to hear the rest of the story? And they were all like, yeah, we want to hear the rest. You know, what happens now? You kind of left us dead in the middle of the road. And uh, I don't, they're probably all sitting in McDonald's scared to cross the street because <laughs> that's where he left them. But she got to then share the gospel with all four of those kids, and they all four got saved right there in McDonald's. There was another, uh, Carol Johnson, the Johnson family that's here on furlough. She was in our car, and uh, she started talking to a group of kids, and then she said, Brother King, this crazy guy came up. And there was, there was I think, four kids that she was there talking to. And she said, as soon as that guy came up, they all knew who he was because they all just scattered. Like, they took off running like they were running. And I saw a bunch of kids running. I didn't know where they were going, but obviously they knew something about that guy. They all took off, and Carol started talking to the guy, and apparently a couple of our other girls had already talked to him for a minute, and they kind of went up and grabbed Carol and shuffled her off quickly. But she said what was awesome about that is over the next 20 minutes, we were still in that neighborhood soul winning. And she said all four of those kids came up to three different girls and came back and said, hey, she was telling us something and we want to hear the rest of it. And they all came back and got saved. I believe with all of my heart that's because the Lord was with us. Brother Judah made a great statement yesterday morning before the kids went out. He said, don't ever forget... That anything that God ordains, the devil opposes. 
If it's God-ordained, you can be sure it's going to be opposed by the devil. And there was plenty of opposition, plenty of different things, plenty of you know strange, crazy stories and weird circumstances and everything else. But the fact of the matter is, I know for, for several weeks I've been praying. I had a group of girls that was supposed to be in my vehicle, you know, my daughters had recruited some of their friends, and I had, you know, rented the big 12-passenger van from the church, or from the college, so that we could fill that up, and the girls had it all full, but then we had some drivers that didn't have people in their cars, so they kind of, Brother Judas said, Brother King, would you mind kind of splitting up your car and divvying it up, you know, share the wealth a little bit, and so we did, but that was a huge blessing. I had been praying, Brother Judas said, we're not setting number goals for the whole day, we're just, you know, praying that God will bless and uh, I had prayed. I said, Lord, I know that the girls had been individually praying for things that they wanted to see God do. And my daughters were praying for God to give them as many as however old they were, 15 or 17. And my, uh, my 15-year-old got to see 16 saved, and she was excited about that. My 17-year-old got to see more than her goal saved. But I had been praying. I said, God, for the kids that are in my van, supposed to be, I think we were supposed to have 11 girls. I said, would you give us a hundred souls? That's about 10, just, just under 10 per person. And I had been praying for that. Praise the Lord. He knew what he was doing. He divided up my vehicle. And between the girls, just the girls that were supposed to be in my van, they saw 160 souls saved yesterday. Because the Lord was with them. This morning, let me just ask you a question. From the life of Joseph, I don't have time. Obviously, you could, we could spend six months going through the life of Joseph. Just a tremendous story about how time and again, even in crazy situations, unjust situations, that God... You know, Joseph said later on when his brothers came back and everything, he said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good to save much people alive. He said, God was in all of this. I know you guys think you were in control when you threw me in that pit. And you thought you were in control when you sold me into slavery. And you, you thought you were, but God was in it. God had a plan. No matter what the difficult circumstance is that you're going through today or that you're going to face or that you have faced, other people may very well mean it for evil. But if you can be assured that you're walking with the Lord and that God is with you, God, God can be glorified through any situation in our lives if we'll allow it to be that way. Let's pray this morning. Thank you, Lord, for today. God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that we can, we can experience the presence of the Lord all the time. Lord, if you're not with us, it's not because you left. It's because we walk away. It's because we've left you. You said in your word, draw nigh to God. And he'll draw nigh to you. God, I pray that you'd help us to draw nigh to you today. That we can, Lord, be confident that you're with us in everything that you call us to do. We love you. I pray that you'd bless our preacher this morning. I pray that you'd meet the needs of our folks, Lord. There's folks that need jobs. There's folks that have family that are hurting. There's folks that, Lord, have health concerns. I pray that you'd be with each one of them. I pray that you would bless, guide, and direct. I pray that you'd be with Brother Douglas, Lord, as he recovers. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.